Welcome to episode number 180, Auto Mechanic. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Gabe, Heck, Manny, and Georgie, auto mechanic. In this episode, we have special guest, George Vasquez. We cover topics that range from repairing cars, inspections, customer service, tools, automobiles of the future, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Steve Jobs and John Wooden. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. George, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. We say it to all of our guests. We know you're taking time out of your day, uh, especially out of the busy schedules. And uh, thank you thank you for coming on board and, and you know, joining Thanks for us. Thanks me. Absolutely. Pressure. So for those of us who do not know who you are or what you do, let us know. Jorge Vasquez. George, call me George. People call me Chico. From Levittown. Yeah. Been in Levittown for 32 years. I started the automotive business since I started learning. Yeah. I learned maybe when I was 15. I opened up a, I had a car in my backyard that my dad had. And it wouldn't run. So I bought a magazine, a repair manual. And started do, going to the diagnostics and hmm. till I fixed it like six months later. Wow. What kind so of car was it? It was a 82 Rabbit. Nice. Oh. Volkswagen. Yeah. Heck, you're, you're familiar, heck. That's yeah. classic. Goose had, actually, my brother Miguel's first car, wasn't his first car? His first car was an 81 Volkswagen Rabbit. Volkswagen Rabbit. Yeah. Silver. Silver with blue interior. The bumper on these wow. things were like a bench. You could just sit down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Matter of fact, that <laughs> me and my best friend Tony learned how to drive stick on that. Oh, nice. Yeah, Goose was stick too, wasn't it? Without yes. a license. It was fun. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, we did it too without a license. It was a go-kart without a license. It was fun. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I fixed it. I didn't tell my dad I fixed it, so we used to push it out, oh, drive it, and bring it back and put it in the same spot with the, in the lawn where, you, where it was marked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And so from there, obviously, you found your passion. You just kind of knew you had a knack for it. It was more. Well, yeah, but my friends started bringing me their cars, and I used to buy the books. So I used to read the wow. manual, how to do it, and it was working. And I was making money. Yeah. Then after high school, I went to Lincoln Tech for my business and automotive career and started working on my own. All right, so what was after that? So once you get your degree or whatever, your certifications, what was your first you know, job with that? And, and I got my first job when I was 19. Nice. And then, you know, I was still learning and reading books still. And from there on, then I couldn't keep up with it because I had a lot to learn. Yeah. And I had no money. Yeah. So I started working everywhere. Yeah. I used to go six months to one place, six months to another, but I was learning Every different things, I would go to a transmission shop, to an engine shop, to an exhaust shop, and just keep learning. Nice. Yeah. Because w- what's tricky, right? I mean, it's certain, you know, 
shops specialize in specific cars, right? Um, yep. Obviously, did you work for like an actual dealership? I started to, but there wasn't my time. I, I always wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. So I couldn't, because at, at a dealership, you got to grow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you got to start from changing oil. Right. So you're not going to be making money right away. Right. And I wanted to make money right away, so started learning my own. So, so there were, there were shops, I remember growing up, like you would pass by, you know, uh, whatever, like your typical mom and pop, you know, mechanic shop. But then there, there was guys who would specialize in just European cars. Um, what, what was, did that ever intrigue you or were you just kind of trying, that didn't matter really? I wanted to learn everything. Yeah. From electronics to bodywork to engine, speed, everything. So I got into everything, to different shops. So what do you think your fascination was with it? That you could fix something or the accomplishment that you fix something? I love it, man. It's, yeah. This is my hobby. It's my passion. Yeah. And I get paid for it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, it's my second home. Yeah. I go to my other house, sleep, feed them, and go back to where I make money. <laughs> <laughs> it's my life. <laughs> wow. So there's an interesting thing I started to notice within probably the past 10 years. It's probably been longer, but let's just say for the last decade, um, that when you go to a mechanic, um, I've just noticed it. And again, it might have happened prior to this. um, A lot of these guys are wearing rubber gloves where before I remember just the classic Mm -hmm. dude that would have the the, that little blue towel in his back pocket and Mm -hmm. pull it out. Kind of rub his hands yeah. together. He was done. He's talking to you. Or it's like a red rag that had yeah, like yeah. black oil all over it. And he's explaining <laughs> what the heck's wrong with your car and how he fixed it and whatever and what he's going to charge you. Right? It's just like a classic look in it's my like mind badge, right now. Almost like a badge of honor. Like yeah. dirtier hands where it's like. Yeah. On his chest was like his name stitched in like a dicky shirt. You know what I mean? It was just classic. <laughs> but now it's like they're in like this weird uniform and or, or something. And they have like gloves. And it's like it's like a whole. It's. I don't know if it changed in a, in a good way. I don't know what it is, but it's different. I tried. I tried the gloves to keep the nails and the hands clean. Yeah. But they rip and you just keep going. And yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it don't. It's a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my hands are roughed up. They're a mechanic, you know? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So, right. so being a mechanic, I know this, it happens with every trade, right? So, like, my brother's a barber. You know, he owns Miguel's Riverside Barbershop. And... If someone needs a haircut, you'd be at like a family party. Like, oh man, you think you shape me up? Do people do that? Um, like while you're at a party or something? Like, yo, can you you look at my car real quick. <laughs> you know, there's something wrong with it. Sometimes, I guess when you go to barbecues and the cars are all out. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, check out my car. It's making this noise or something. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a family reunion. You know, you share. Yeah. But yeah, it happens. Right. More than you'd like to acknowledge is it like annoying sometimes <laughs> it's not i love i love this really to me you know we talk about cars all day really we'll work on a car all day i go help you with your car wow you know i'll open my shop so you got a race car or a jeep and you want to do something yeah i mean i just got a bump yeah i'll help you come on we go after that close come up we both put the bumper on Oh, good. After this, I got a bumper. We can put it. <laughs> so this is one thing I always, I'm always fascinated by. In your opinion, mm. pound for pound, what is the best car out there? The best car? Let's nowadays, say, the, 
or the old ones. I'm not into classics. Like muscle cars or anything? Yeah, because like I wasn't alive for them. Yeah. You know, when I came into this, I was driving 80s and 90s. Yeah. And imports. Right. So I'm like more into imports, but some classics that I see is nice, like the 69 Camaro. That'd be nice, but I can't say I know a lot about them because it wasn't during my time. Yeah. You know, but like when it comes to imports from the 80s and the 90s, that's how I started. So, so, so what, me, like a Honda Civic? Yeah, them Civic, Mazdas, Toyotas. So I know one thing, one thing that fascinated me when, you know, my car, you know, broke down the last time it broke down, uh, my wife's car actually, and then we just were done with it and we got a new car, but the guy, the tow truck, the tow guy who came and picked us up, uh, we're just having just normal conversation and he was a really cool like guy, like he was just, I don't know why we started talking, but we connected and um, I was asking him like, Th this truck, like your truck looks new, but it looks old. Did you put like new fiberglass like on the front or whatever? It just looks, it's weird because it, the, the wheels look super old. He's like, nah, he's like, well, this, I mean, it's technically old for the towing world, um, but it has like low mileage. I'm like, well, what's low mileage? He's like, yeah, it only has like 250,000 miles on it. That's and it's, yeah, right. Yeah, and he, and I'm like, it only has 250,000. Yeah, these things go up to like 600,000 miles. Uh, they're built for that. Right. Um, and, and it was just like an amazing thing. So I'm like, all right, so like if you can get that and can put it into like the car comparison, if I were to get, if my son was 16 or daughter and I wanted to get them a good, reliable car, mm -hmm. I guess that's more what I'm asking. What would be that with, without breaking the bank? Like you want to spend what, like $3,000, $4,000? A five thousand dollar car. I mean, get an import with hundred thousand miles, hundred ten, and they're good to go. Yeah, solid. It's all about the maintenance. Yeah, and how many people touches your car? Yeah, like my mom had a '98 Rav4. Yeah, that car's in Florida right now with almost four hundred thousand miles, wow. and the engine hasn't been opened. And there really? was only one mechanic at a time, so I was the only one that I worked that worked on it. Wow. So she kept up with all the maintenance. Yeah. And it's still down there? Hmm? It's still running? Yeah, it's, still, it's in, uh, in Orlando right now. My cousin got it. Wow. And it's going to four, 400000 So So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the maintenance because that's like a big thing, right? Right now with all these new cars, you got to keep those oil changes. Yeah. Because the carbon kills everything. Really? Yeah. Because I know back in the day, it was kind of more of like, oh, if they tell you 3000 you can go 4000 and then bring it in. No. Now it's every 3000 I feel like the sticker gets plotted on my, on my well, truck. Regular oil is 3000 And then synthetic is synthetic. 6 Synthetic. I don't trust. Um, there's BMWs that they tell them once a year. Oil burns. Oil. Every car burns oil. Yeah, and once a year is weird. I'm typically you're typically like twice, at least twice a year. And then you got some that they go to five, six thousand miles. I don't trust that. Yeah. Because people, it's not like remember back in the day in the gas stations. Yeah. You would stop and they'll service, they'll check. They yeah. don't do that anymore. Right. So you don't people don't don't get off and check their oil every week. Sure. But now, but I mean, now there's, there's different, you know, the cars have technology wise grown. Right. So now there's, 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 you know, lights Di are flashing or whatever. Are Diagnostics different, are different. Right? Is there, did that change the way, you know, you do your business at all? Um, you just got to buy more equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's more expensive for us to maintain our tools because they keep changing different computers and sensors. Yeah. So I remember as a kid, my dad, uh, he, he would work on his on his Chevelle. So my dad had a 69 Chevelle. He would pop open this hood that was like the size of this table and about like 400 pounds, right? Put it <laughs> open and it was a lot of metal and a lot of shiny and it was just like, wow, there's a lot going on here. And it sounded awesome and it had a very distinct smell, right? And you're just looking at him, he's like, bop, 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 and the whole thing's rattling. He's like, ah, we're all yelling at each other, you can't hear anything. Right. Hmm. And then to fast forward to now where we just got my wife a new SUV and uh, a buddy of mine is like, oh, let, let's see what's under the hood because he, he's of that era, right? He's of, you know, that like you pop the, let's look right, at the right, engine right, thing. Right, right. We popped open, you know, the hood and there was nothing to look at. It was all it plastic. Was it was just, it was all covered. Like yeah. if there was something under it, That's it was telling covered. you don't touch it. Yeah. It's yeah. for us to The touch guard. It. <laughs> <laughs> right. So is that gimmicky or is that just like. You know, because, and then if you look at, like, the threads, it's it's like a wrench that, like, no one has in their basic toolbox. It's like, what is that? Yeah, like, German cars got different type of uh, tools that you got to use. Yeah, like, the cars. pattern on them yeah. is, like, it's a star you never see. Right, before. it's like inverted star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everything. You got to buy a lot of tools. And tools aren't cheap. Nah, they're not cheap at all. But they're an investment. If you're a mechanic. Yeah, they're an investment. I mean, you just... Spend all your money goes on tools. Yeah, like, and then when you go sell them, you're not gonna get the same money. Sure. So on average, how much do you invest in tools? No, Let's just say no years. lie. I've been in this business since I was 15. I got more than a hundred thousand dollars in tools. Yeah, you have to because and I'm still buying. You have to, right? To because I remember a kid who just had started and. He, I remember him telling me he spent, he just on a starter kit. He's like, dude, this works on like two cars, like two uh, companies, right? Like GM and like Ford or whatever. And he's like, dude, that was twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It was like his first big investment. Car payment. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, hopefully I can pay it off with the cars I fix. Um, but you wouldn't think that, but it's true. But there is something to say about having the right tools, right? Yes. Yes, because it makes the job quicker. And you don't break bolts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, break Have bolts. you ever used the wrong tool? <laughs> or like... Sometimes you just the right tool to get the job done right. <laughs> 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 you got to invent. Sometimes you don't want to buy the tool, but you got to make your own tool. Yeah. <laughs> how often? expensive. How often do you run into that where you're there and you know you don't have a tool and you got to kind of like think on the fly? Well, in my shop, we do everything. And so like sometimes... We do cars that you need special tools, and we just get away by making our own tools or just so like, doing it different. I know rear main seals. There, uh, everybody's main seal is is different. So if they tell you that you have to buy that tool that punches it in and, and it fits in nice, there is no way that you would have every single size, shape, whatever it is. Well, there's for a that. kit that has all the. They sell the kit for conversion. All, kit? all of them. Okay. Yeah. I a said, little universal there. I did it. I did. We did a rear main seal, me and my cousin Dave, and we didn't have that. And I looked at him. I'm like, "Come on, man, really?" He. We sat there, no lie, and we talk about time. Probably 45 minutes. He sat there with a little punch and went, pah, pah. just hit it little by little until it actually sealed. It, it probably came off by now. I mean, I got rid of the truck, but <laughs> 40, 45 minutes, something that probably would have took. I don't know. You could have used the Goja beans can. That, yeah, you're probably right. Just bang it. <laughs> 
but yeah i know tools um are you know the biggest yeah it gets expensive but so is, is there is there a car you won't work on or a company that you Ooh. won't work on nah no i don't work on everything you do it because you like the challenge yeah I, I love working on everything i mean back in maybe six years ago nobody wanted to touch audis and i had my parking lot full of audis yeah so i would work on them and why yeah i guess the challenge and you yeah know. but why were the audis what was it about the audis? special tools and people weren't used to it's mm. more labor to work on Audis than regular cars, like the timing belts. You, you gotta have remove to like a whole, whole bumper. Front end yeah. And yeah. Work. It feels like wow, why? To change a light bulb, you had to remove like the air, the 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 air filter. Yeah. <laughs> We're just changing a bulb. Yeah, change the bump. You gotta take off the bump. Everything had to come out of them. Headlights. Wow. They were windshield. You have to take off the hood. Well, they, <laughs> yeah. So you know that makes it for us to make money. Because if you guys can do it, then I'm out of a job. Right, but it's true that that's what I was saying. So, I would take my car. I could only take my car to a specific place because not everyone would want to work on. They didn't even care for. I'm like, no, I don't have the tools for that. Or they would recommend a person. No, there's people that come to me and say, "Oh, this guy don't want to work." I'm like, "Why?" And it's to me, it would be something simple. Yeah, I'm like, "All right, well, I'll do it." And, but I'd be surprised like some shops in the area won't. Sometimes like they don't even want to touch because the kind of car. Yeah, you know so. So what about what about um, outside of cars? Do you work on anything else? Like anything? Yeah, like it's sm- funny. You said that. Yeah. yeah. I just fixed my refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking that, but I. My right. ice maker. <laughs> yeah. My yeah, ice yeah. maker went bad, and my wife kept saying, ah. "I said, listen, I'll do it. Just don't tell me every six months. I told you I'm gonna do it." Right. Right. I called the company, ordered the part, and changed the ice maker, and it works. And then the heater went out the shop last week. So I had to get dirty and figure that out, and got to work. Anything that has to do mechanically, I think you can figure it out. So, so what about small engines, though? Like, are you? Would you work yeah, on that, or even like motorcycles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawnmowers, yeah. Right, are they all? Rel- I got a lawnmower. I got to bring over. Are they brother? Like, do or is, is is are all the basic concepts the same? And engines and engines and engine, or they well, work differently? Pistons. What gets an engine going? You got air and fuel mixture, you know, so it works the same. You got to have enough air and enough fuel for the spark to make the combustion, you know? Right. All right, so I I know at the end of um, every month, there's a line, right, outside of, like, almost every car mechanic shop because someone's, you know, brother, sister, son, daughter, wife, whatever. Somebody forgot to get the car inspected, let and me, it was let due. Let me correct you. Yeah. At the beginning of every month. Yes. Or the beginning of right. every month. There you go. Because they forgot last month. Right, right. Last month. <laughs> That's what it is. So yeah. like, the oh, week man. after. <laughs> the whole week. Like, oh, like, let it go for oh, the weekend. Man, I we need it drive. now. I need it yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you guys handle that? Well... I'll have them leave the car and I take care of it the same day. Yeah. They don't need repairs. You know, if it sure. passes, you can do a quick one. But if they need repairs, then they have to lay it, leave it. Overnight. Yeah, but they want it. They want it that day. They got bald tires and everything. They want it that day. Can't let it go. Legally, <laughs> I can't let it go. Yeah. So that's, that's where I make tough. my money. What was like one of the hardest conversations you had to have with somebody? About their car. About their car's hardest conversation to pay. 
Yeah. When it's you know okay. someone probably couldn't they, afford it or whatever, and they're just yeah, like, they, nah, they didn't want to pay that much. <laughs> After you already did the work, he got all types of, of different <laughs> excuses. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, like the hardest was when you promise a job and you sign. Then they still want more discounts and they want lower and lower and you're like, I can't. I already yeah. gave you. Yeah. And we already made a deal and. Yeah. And they keep coming and coming. And you don't want to scream at them. You don't want to tell them off. Right, right. So, finally, you convince them. Yeah. That's what it is. Labor is labor. So, how do you guys, how is it that does a, does a shop typically manage jobs, right? So, if someone's coming in, do you have like a separate bay just for oil changes, a separate bay just for, you know, X, Y, and Z? Does it work that way? Or you just kind of take them in the order? Yes. Yeah, I mean, point? you pretty much pick them out. Like, um... You got the day jobs and you got the ones that lay over. Yeah. So you pretty much just manage that. And then you got a program on the computer too. You can know how long the car's going to take. Yeah. So that's like everything's on computer. Like whatever job you got, it's on, on the computer. It tells me how long that's going to take regularly. Is that okay. So I'm able to charge. Is that industry people. standard? Like is there yes. a certain program? So every, yes. every shop has Like it. every shop got the same labor rate mm-hmm. not the price but the labor rate yeah like so if, this will uh, take the starter would take three hours and anywhere it will tell you they'll charge you for the three hours okay so if they take them five hours they gotta charge you the three hours got if it. it takes one i still gotta charge you the three hours yeah but that's like all around that's so how they do at the dealers the dealers is all labor rate mm-hmm. yeah yeah i remember when i detailed cars it was labor rate it was um for every brand new car, when we would detail them, it was they would pay us for three hours, and typically my goal was to get three cars done a day, which is nine hours. But it'll it'll, it'll take me a total of four hours, five hours to get the three cars done. So right. I would make my money that way. So they would have to pay me no matter what for the three hours for each car. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I that's how I stay on top of it. I mean, mm-hmm. but there was times like you say, there was a, there was times where I had to detail a car and it took more than three hours. It took right. four hours, but they only paid me for three, so I had right. worked that extra hour for free. So it kind of balances itself out. That's yeah, that labor on, rate. On repairs, it's easier for the dealers because they got all the parts right. already there. Oh yeah, right. And most of the cars are new. Yeah. So there's no obstacles. Yeah. For us, sometimes a bolt break or the part you can't get it to the next day, so there's a car there laying. You know, for time, so. So, so um, th- there's a lot of these auto warehouses, right? They, they they store, you know, all the parts that, you know, specific, you know, I guess, auto mechanics in the area need or they would typically order. Um, is, is that something where you have to have a contract with them or you, ha- you can just. some warehouses that only shops can buy from. Okay. And yeah, you have to have a, you got to apply. But like, so so you have to order so many, so much, you know, like ten thousand dollars worth of parts every month. No, no, it's just having that. The fact yeah, that you just open an account and you just start ordering from them. Gotcha. But it's not like a like a customer that can walk in. It's just no, a warehouse of just. No, right. They only deal with the mechanics. Right. Only only with shops. And so, do you guys just focus on one, or is there? A, you know, through the years, you figured this guy's really good for this. Like, for example, you you know, like. Um, uh, for like arts and crafts, right? There's like an AC Moore and then there's a Michaels. Well, mm-hmm. I don't think there's an AC Moore anymore, but uh, 
but if, if if that was still the the point, it was like we everyone knew everyone who was in crafts, and I know this because my this my mom used to uh, knit, and she would go to AC Moore for specific things and Michaels for specific things. Right? Is that the same way? The way it works? That's there? the same way. Yes, yeah. Because you have all different prices, and you you go to Amazon too. Yeah. Because now Amazon's gonna be like next day delivery or the same day. That for is shops. amazing. How much how much do you buy from Amazon? I just started because. I just realized how much some stores rip you off. Hmm. And when not rip you off, it's just that they they can charge cheaper? whatever because yeah, it's right. right there. Right, right, right. And right. I can get the next day for like the third of what they're charging. Yeah. Yeah. So if the customer's willing to to wait, I'm able to give I'll be able to give them a discount like that. You know. But like if a store right now has it and it's three hundred bucks. Yeah. And everybody else don't have it. I gotta pay those three hundred bucks. Mm. But if I can wait till the next day, I can pay one fifty. Hmm. So that's the thing right now. So you shop around. I know, like the biggest thing um, that most people can look up, and I I don't know what it is about it, but um, can look up and also kind of verify the part, the price range themselves. Um, and it's super competitive. Is the tire market right? Because right. I can go to a place that just does tires. I can go. I can physically go online, and I know it's not that hard mm-hmm. to put in tire the work. size of yeah. my tire and everything I need, and then find it online for very cheap, and then just buy them, have them shipped to my house, and I bring them over to you, and you pop them on. How do you guys get around that? I know obviously a lot of it's just a convenience that you you could take care of all of that. Um, when it comes to something like that, where kind of a customer is, it's almost like when you're buying a car, right? So if I'm buying a car, I can see what this dealership's paying, you know, going right. to charge me. So there, there's a lot, I have, you know, a little bit of knowledge where you can't just say a random crazy price because they're Pirellis. Exactly, yeah. Well, um, matter of fact, that's that's one of my problems right now that I can't compete with Walmart. I can't compete with yeah. mm. all those big tire places. Yeah. Because I can get them cheap. Yeah. But they're selling it for how I'm getting them cheap. Right. <laughs> There's I'm, no profit for right, you. Right. Like, wow. I'm getting, you know, they're the same price I'm paying to buying them. They're selling them to people out there. Yeah. It's because the big franchises, they buy by bulk. So they get them way cheaper. And, and I get them, you know, so you can't compete with them. The internet, you can get them cheap sometimes, but. Shipping is what kills you. <laughs> yeah, and then you got to pay somebody to put them on. Yeah. So it becomes the same thing. Well, and then you could be, you know, my, uh, me um, not knowing what I was doing at this at this particular time. I ordered rims and tires for <laughs> my truck. And when I went to check out, my screen, not the whole screen, but like half the screen turned red. And I'm like, what the heck? And it was a warning. And it said for the, the, the truck, year make a model that you put in, these wheels, we, we don't recommend it. And I thought that was like, this was the first time I've ever purchased rims or anything online. Um, And I just thought, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, of course. But this is going to be, you know, this is different because I know what I'm doing. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Very different. Uh, So I order these dang things. And sure enough, my my buddy puts them on. Uh, I took it to a shop. He he put them on, did everything the right way. And he's like, dude. I'm like, what? He's like... These things are rubbing, man. He's like, you can't even turn like three inches to the left or the right, and it's rubbing up against your wheel well. I'm like, dag. I guess that's what that red screen was for. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, this place had no returns, but um, yeah, I, I finagled nice. my way. I finagled my way back, and I got my money back. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I was would, lucky. I would put spacers on it, customize it, make it look nice. Yeah. See, yeah, but that was the thing. He he wasn't like a, he wouldn't, it was like. Wasn't outside the box thinker. Nah, man. He was he was just like very dry cut. Like, uh, if this works, this works. Uh, I'll put him on. It was like, dude, you're acting like you're doing it for free or something. Like, he had his own <laughs> shop and everything. I'm like, I'm paying you. Um, but yeah, I sent them back, and um, but I lost two hundred bucks because they they won't char- they won't refund the shipping. shipping. Yeah. Um, but that was a two hundred bucks lesson learned. Um, <laughs> won't do that again. That lasts a lifetime. I th- I don't know. I kind of think it was worth the two hundred bucks. Like moving on, I'm like I'm not ba- I'm not buying rims. I don't need to. I don't need to buy. Rims. <laughs> yeah, but now you know. Anytime there's a red alert or red flag on <laughs> anything right. you purchase, don't do it. All right. We would have so, made a fit, man. Hit the back button. Nice. Yeah, so it looked good, dude. You should have seen it. I mean, it was beautiful. Like it looked good, but my, my wife was gonna be driving. I'm like, I can't have her driving this, dude. You turn the tire pops. You know what I mean? I'm like I can't. I'll you, you, you know. don't drive straight. So, <laughs> yeah. so I have a question for you. As far as parts are concerned, so you have all these aftermarket options. Is OEM that much better than some of these aftermarket? Uh, products obviously there's low end and then there's kind of like bang for your buck and then aftermarket premium stuff and there's OEM standard what's yeah what what what's the deal well break it down for me um I'd rather not buy cheap for your car safety wise right so and, brakes brakes are like last. the big thing right people are like oh I can yeah, get brakes and get rotors for brakes at, at the parts place around here but they're gonna make noise. They're gonna mess up your rotors. Right. That happened to me. That also happened to me. Yeah. That happened to me. Within nine months, I had to replace everything. But but anyway, it, it, whatever. It, well, it, with parts. Yeah, but with you parts. got the dealer parts. Yeah. And you got aftermarket OEM. Well, sometimes the dealer parts are not as good as the aftermarket. Yeah. Because aftermarket already seen how the dealer parts acted, so they try to make it better. Like upgrade them a little exactly. bit. Exactly. And what parts would you would you recommend to go aftermarket, and not OEM? Name brand. What what name brands are? Or do you, you got, recommend? You got um, Moog. You know Monroe. Mm-hmm. You know brands that just like gasoline. You want to use name brand. Right, 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 right. You know. So I remember one of my buddies. Actually, it was not really like a buddy. It was like a, a buddy of my older brother's. Um, and we went to a car show, and he, he got. Um, this was when like carbon fiber was like carbon fiber hoods was like the thing to get. I mean, that was like that was the alteration you wanted to make to your new little car or whatever that you got. And he got an a- aftermarket aftermarket hood, and this thing wouldn't close. But he fit. still put it on. Yeah, it wouldn't it fit. fit. I'm like, this dude's forcing the style on this. <laughs> will crack. I'm like, he that thing is gonna go flying. He's gonna get in a car accident. Um, but that was a it was a great example in my mind. I was like a teenager at the time. Like I'm never I'm not buying this is junk. Like I would never buy that. Um, but it speaks to what kind of what you're saying there nowadays. I'm sure that was like t- almost 20 years ago at this point. Um, well, some stuff you gotta modify it. Yeah. You know, it's aftermarket and they'll make it you know not exact fit, but then you have to modify and make it fit and make it safe like with the hoods like that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of customizing, is there anything that you do with like like uh, like drag racing? No, nah, I don't drag race no more. I used to, but not no more. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Mm. Yeah, it's expensive. It's a lot of, a lot of yeah, blown it's money. A lot of money, and 
the competition out there are big dogs and yeah you see them on the tracks yeah it's a lot of money and yeah you need like a big money team <laughs> yeah you I mean, need the sponsorships yeah. and everything it's 15 20 grand a summer and that's doing like light alterations the cars are like 60 grand yeah, yeah. you know and they're trashing them not, in a quarter no, mile yeah, and it's <laughs> like the competition is too big yeah you know, it's not no more that you can buy parts out of junkyard and and fix it and go race, you know? <laughs> now you got computer programmer yeah. and everything. So. You got the dyno machines. They know exactly how yeah. fast they're going to do That's why I got into when the freaking change That's why I got into Jeeps. That's why I went to Jeeps. In the mud and <laughs> no competition. Everybody helping each other out. It's not, but that's also, that could be pricey too. I mean, I've seen dudes flip their thing or break the axles because they're cl- rock climbing and doing all this crazy stuff. I mean, yeah, what's, nah, I mean. I like going just trailing in yeah. the mud. Yeah. You get a winch and you put yourself out. You go home and clean the, clean the Jeep, so, power wash it. So what's the fascination with Jeeps? It's not just you. Like there's a there's a massive it's fascination. Like a cult yeah, it really I mean, is. heck, had my brother here had a Jeep too, and he he was yeah. into that stuff. Um, just being in the woods, man, in the trails, what the Jeep can do. Yeah, you know, you you go up hills, you go in the mud, you go into the creeks. Or even in the snow. It's a little adrenaline rush. Yeah. What, what it's was like riding like a quad. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's more of adrenaline, though, riding a quad. I mean, the Jeep, the adrenaline with the Jeep is it's like shifting the gears. All right, so you're in too low or you're in too regular, you know you're not going to make it. You go to too high mm, mm-hmm. and then too low, you feel that torque coming out. You're like, dang, this thing just jumped right out of the mud and you just keep it going. Yeah, it's like one time I got stuck in the mud. And then my friend came in, um, he pulled me out with the winch. And I was pissed. I'm like, man, this is a Jeep. Yeah. And he, you know, I was in there for a while trying to get out, nothing yet. And uh, he comes, pull me out with the winch. And I got out, and I'm like, nah. I hit reverse, went back into the mud. I said, this thing got to get out. So I tried a different way, and it finally got out by itself. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes. But there's a will, there's a way. It's a yeah. Jeep. Got to come yeah. out. <laughs> That's funny. That's crazy. Um, all right, so switch, switching things up again, going back to you know routine maintenance. Um, typically, how, how often how often should someone um, rotate their tires? Does that come along with the mileage that they're I putting? I try on? to say, well, there's mileage on it. The company says it, but I try to tell people every two oil changes. Yeah, just to keep the life of the tire. You know, every two oil changes do the tire rotation. So I, I believe that's like very. Uh, I'm not gonna say accurate. No, I'm gonna say, not gonna say accurate. But like, so I had a Jeep and I had mud tires on it, and I rotated the tires every other oil change, mm-hmm. and now they're mud tires, and I had them with zero mileage. When I got rid of the Jeep with the tires, they were only supposed to last maybe twenty five to thirty thousand miles. On it. I got rid of them with fifty thousand fifty thousand miles on it, and they still had tread to them. Yeah, because of the rotation right. and the equal and the balance, air. and well, yeah, and I kept the air pressure proper and the balance of the tires, and make sure right. that the old Mickey Thompson's there. They were Mickey Thompson MPCs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> not, it was a nice Jeep. Um, what about a tune-up? Right? Well, can you explain to a lot of people confuse what yeah. a tune-up what is, is a tune-up? and how often should you get a tune-up? I do complete tune-ups that last at least three years. 
Okay, so explain yeah, what, what con- what's a, con- a tune-up right. consists of. Because oh, if, you ask, if, you ask, if you ask my one uncle, he'll say change the spark plugs, that's a tune-up, right. and get an oil change. Right. That's it, right? And then if you ask another uncle, he, he, he wants to rebuild the entire engine. That's a tune-up. I'm like, that's not, that's not a tune-up. <laughs> it's a, a rebuild. You just <laughs> rebuilt the whole engine. All you know right, what right. I mean? So, so I'm going to be selfish. I have a 2012 Toyota Camry. Got 140,000 miles on it. What, what should a tune-up consist of? Complete tune-up. You got oil change and filter. Mm-hmm. You got the spark plugs. Mm-hmm. You got the wires. You got the air filter, fuel filter, PCB valve, and you clean your intake. That's it. And you, you calibrate whatever you got to calibrate with the computer. That's it. That's a complete tune-up. And that job will take what? The better part of a day? I'll take a couple hours. That's it's it. more of where the spark plugs. Cylinders. Yeah, exactly. You got vans that you got to take everything apart. <laughs> oh, jeez. Your legs hanging out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's fun. Yeah. So, what's your favorite manufacturer to work on? Right To work on? Somebody comes in with this. I used to like Audi. Make. Now, I, my favorite car right now is a Lexus, but I like them all. So your favorite car is a Lexus, meaning like that's what the car you would drive right now. Like right now, if I have money, I'll buy me that two-door Lexus that came out. With the, was, the oh the, the F F one yeah 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 my buddy Ruben has the, yes the, the black ones yes the black. he brought it to the <laughs> oh, shop yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, oh yeah that's a sweet that's car that's bad car yeah. man um Tesla how do you feel Tesla no. will it take your job away from you no. Will it take your job away from <laughs> you? You went from like, it's still I'm just because there's no more tires. Right. And I just got to keep going to school for that stuff. Okay. And, I, and then I got my son coming along that he's going right. to get into so, it too. So that's his job now. So I just seen a... Um, when, when, when it's all electric, I retire and I take <laughs> I'm done. It's electric boogie. Yeah. Um, I just saw, I literally just saw an article uh, in Forbes and um, Elon Musk and the lat with the, with the new vehicle that just came out um, is now worth, he just earned $2.1 billion. They just said, oh, Elon Musk is now $2.1 billion uh, richer, right? Um, and he's, Tesla is worth more than GM and Ford put together. It's the biggest car company in the world that the world has ever seen, hands down. Um, or in America, I should say. Is that not a crazy thought, though? Like, for how new a company is compared to how fast it went. So he went through this um, this SpaceX thing, right? So he comes out with a car, and then he, he, he has all these investments, and he's doing all this crazy stuff. And he leaves basically, like, his role working on the car and does all this stuff to go out or to go to, you know, to around the moon or whatever the heck he wanted to do. And the, the company kind of dipped, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, he kind of pushes that to the side. He's like, all right, I need, to, I need to focus back. And when he focuses back, he then br- starts breaking all kinds of records because um, it's really him. Everyone realizes it's really him behind everything that's really making this um, sell. And it's very attractive, right? Um, you have something that you can just charge. Uh, it's kind of like our phones. Imagine if we had to put gas in our phones. I mean, it's obnoxious, right? Right. But you can just plug it in. You're good to go, and you're ready to. You know, you didn't really bother anything. You already. You're, you have electric already running through your 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 yeah, your house. Solar panels. And now you have too. solar panels, and that's going to probably just be normal for everyone. And I'm sure my kids. That's going to be normal for them to have. 
and they're going to be like, what's a, what, what's a, you know, what's a gas bill? I think the crazy part for me is how fast it all happened, right? So you, you come out with these cars, you think about Ford in the early 1900s, over 100 years ago, and, you know, they progress, 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 and then some guy comes along and just dismantles that entire system and creates something totally different, right? It is kind of scary in a way to think, and he's bigger than two of the biggest, you know, what we grew up on right. in a matter of 10 years or whatever it was. When, when you see stuff like that, do you actually have a concern or you're just kind of, in your era, you don't, you still got, you could ride out another 20 years and no matter. Yeah, we got a long way to go. Yeah. I mean, those cars came out a long time ago, you know, like some stuff that come out, a lot of companies buy out the blueprints and don't let it come out. Yeah. Like they have a, I remember back in the day, there was an engine that wouldn't break and I believe Ford bought it and trashed it. Trashed it. Because they don't create jobs. Right. So that's the whole point for Ford was, you know, to have jobs out there. Right. Mechanics. Yeah. But all this new technology, all that stuff, I mean, you just got to keep up with it. Right. You know, so. Because it, because it has changed, right? I mean, we, we even, even something as simple as a standard now, I mean, they don't even come with. A lot of new cars don't even come with CD players or anything, but yeah. a standard now is like a touchscreen monitor that's on the dash. Um, that was, you know, something that because, you know, a car company, they have did it in the past, but all it was was just navigation or something or just mm. a radio. Now this thing's like you could literally surf the, the web and <laughs> watch remember, the, it's all kinds of remember, stuff. Uh, what was it? Nissan. 1990. The lady used to speak to you. The doors open. The lights are on. Oh, yeah. Remember the Maxima yep. and the, the Maxima and, and the, uh, the 340? Three, yep. You know, it was all computerized. That yeah. was like... That was high tech then. Yeah. You know, your lights are on. Yeah. Like, Door is ajar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great word, ajar. <laughs> um, so, so where do you think it's going to go from here? Well, I think they're still testing stuff out. Yeah. You know? I mean, look at the, the test... The Tesla driving by itself, it crashed. Mm. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. so they're still, they're still testing a lot of stuff. I still got a long way to go. Absolutely. And then, you know, it's just less backbreaking when you're fixing cars now. Yeah. After all that comes up, because it's just electrical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Brakes and tires. You know, you got suspension. You still got work on the cars. Yeah. But just less headaches for the engines, I guess. All right, so... Switching things, you know, we'll, we'll switch back. The electric car thing, I, I mean, I find I just find it to be fascinating, right? Because when one of the first ones came out, I believe it was like the Prius, the Toyota came out with it, and it was like if you got it, people may, almost made fun of you. Like, oh, you're corny. It's not going that direction. Why would you buy that? Yeah, for whatever Prius. reason, whatever <laughs> Tesla came out with, it, it people gravitated towards. Big and it bucks. just blew up. But then he also made bucks. something that was reasonably priced too right i mean he came out with a $35,000 car brand new yeah, that's still a note <laughs> of yeah, course it but is i mean and, and think about the other yeah. factor it's electric it's complete. and it's going a heck of a lot faster than some of these other cars in zero to two electric is got right torque. right it's yeah. got that power i mean i've seen races go on yeah. where this where yes. this one guy goes goes against a supra right yeah right it's and he goes car. and he races a tesla suv right who's neck and neck the tesla's out of here 
It's with, the okay. do- with the doors with open, the doors, like, the doors started getting cocky. Take off, the doors like, open, it was amazing. There's no way this, this thing, is, dude. Did he want to end up almost end up in like in a fist fight because they're they, yeah. I didn't want to give him the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's um, powerful, man. It's, it's crazy. Electric. Was that something recently? The um, doesn't Tesla uh, challenge um, Ford or something to like a the SUV thing, like the, the their truck that they just came out with the pickup truck. Yeah, oh the Tesla truck. But no, I think they challenged like to saying like, oh, the new truck that they put out will go head to head with like I guess the Ford F one fifty, whatever it was. Yeah, with towing and with, all that. Right? Oh, for towing and torque and all. I that I want to see it off road. Yeah, yeah, that's how I want to yeah, see the handle. Yeah, torque off road if you get stuck because of the torque. Yeah, or if the battery you know. drains out because you're spinning your tires. Exactly. That's gonna, they gotta do a Tesla Jeep. <laughs> I'm down. A Tesla, <laughs> Tesla Jeep. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hmm. Um, that's the next interesting. one. Interesting. Speaking of crazy. What what has been one of the, you know interesting interactions you had with a customer, whether it was just or what was like one of the you know craziest or funniest reasons why someone brought a car to you? The funniest thing why? Funny is not funny when they gotta pay. To be me laughing at their face like oh that's funny. Wow. Nah, but craziest craziest thing that happened to me in the car, I was doing a heater core. And there was a snake inside the car. Oh, uh, a, typhoon, a python, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm, what did you do? I'm under there. You know, you got your legs out yeah. the window, your head inside under the dash. I'm looking, you know, to take stuff out. And I felt something, like, looking at me. So I took my little flashlight, look, and there was an eye. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I got out there. Man, I told my boss, I said, man, there's a snake in the car. They're like, what is it? So he calls the customers. Like, oh, is there a reason why there's a snake in your car? He said, man, I lost like a week ago. Oh, <laughs> wow. my so goodness. There it is. I'm like, oh, man, he was pulling it out. Uh, so I'm it was like, his pet. Wow. Yeah. Well, I thought, because I thought you were going to, I was trying to, I was trying to give you like an alley-oop because the one time, um, we, we, it was a normal day. We, you know, I, I, I typically try to warm up both my car and my wife's car. It just depends on timing because sometimes she's like an hour later than I do and there's no sense of starting her car that soon. But there was one day where we were kind of leaving relatively same time, like within 10 minutes of each other. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to start your car. And her car wouldn't start. And I'm like, what is going on? Um, so I, I, I was like, I, I don't know what's going on with the car, but it's not starting. She's like, oh, yeah, it's, sometimes you got to, she's trying to tell me about it. I'm like, oh, God, all right. So she comes out, you know, she's like in her robe, and boom, she's like, it's not starting. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Um, <laughs> we got to figure something out. I don't know what the heck, what the heck's going on. So I call the tow, tow company. They come pick it up. I'm like, yeah, take it to, you know, George's you know, garage, wherever he was. Um, I take it to him. I think I dropped my wife off at her job, and then I drove all the way back uh, to my job. And, you know, around lunchtime, I called George. I'm like, yo. And it was winter. It was cold. It was bricks this morning, right? Um, I'm like, yo, did you check the car? He's like, no, not yet. I'll check it out after lunch. I'm like, oh, all right. I call him back. Yo, George, what's up? He's like, I don't know what's wrong. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, the, the car started right up. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're there's not. He's like, I don't, I think you want to show off. You want to show me your car or something? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I thought he was kidding. He's like, yeah, I'd be ready for you, blah, blah, blah five o'clock. I'm like, all right, I'll come pick it up. I go over there and I'm like, so what's wrong? He, he's like, nothing. I'm like, so the car starts. He's like, the car starts. I'm like, dude, there wasn't a fluke, man. I tried it this morning. He's like, I have no idea. So I pulled off and went home. <laughs> the car started. Is that not an odd thing? Does that happen normally, or is that just a yeah, weird... It happens normal. It happens normal. I mean, if your car didn't start, you get a tow and it starts. <laughs> I can't check why, because now everything's... 
yeah work back to normal. normal yeah you know like it could be the battery connectors wasn't tight enough but could it be possible that this is what I thought of when it, when his scenario his driveway is on an incline could the gas line could have drained out and went back to the tank or no? But it wasn't it cranking, but it wasn't cranking. It, no, it didn't do anything. nothing. It didn't do nothing. Oh, it did nothing. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah, so pressing it. The radio would turn on, but it wouldn't. Yeah. 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 But I mean, could that? Not Sometimes, his, not yeah, his, it happens. But like, happens in general, that could happen because the, the incline, like the angle that it's sitting in. Right, if you have real low gas, yeah. Right, happens. yeah, low. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Um. All right, so so this is a question we like to ask all of our guests, and it, it's it's very informative and helpful for the listeners to get different perspectives. The question is, how do you manage work-life balance, right? So sometimes we get so caught up in our work, putting countless hours in, um, but you kind of feel something like, all right, I, I you know I got to head back home, we got to <laughs> balance this out a little bit. And now I know I do understand that there's kind of like you have to do those days or there's going to be a week or two that's going to be like that. Work, 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 work. But how do you kind of bring it back to balance your life out? Man, you and your own business is tough. Yeah. Because you yourself got to be there from beginning to the end. Yeah. You know, everybody lives at five. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, my wife says, if everybody left at five, what are you still doing there? Right. And I got paperwork, you know, it's tough. But, like, I try to work it in the weekends, you know? Yeah. Make no plans with nobody, just with them. Yeah. Or, or plan a vacation or something. Like, right now, my son comes to the shop after school. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time with him because he works on cars, too. Yeah. So that's one. And with the wife, just got to spend all, all weekend with her. Yeah. You know, but it's tough being an owner because you really can't be like, yo, all right, I'm taking off two days. Yeah, right. You know, it's, unless you, you know, you got everything set up already where you got managers and and all these types of workers. But when you do everything, when you're a one-man show, it's tough. It's tough to, to share life with their family. Yeah. Like I said, that's my home. Right. At the shop, that's my home. I go to the other place to make sure they got food and sleep and come back to home. Right. That's the way it is. So what is your recommendation on someone who wants to fix their own car and not go to a professional? Fix their own car. They got to be mechanically inclined <laughs> first. Yeah. You know, it's like me going, if I had hair, cutting my own hair. Right. You know, it would look funny. Right, yeah. dude? <laughs> I mean, I got experience cutting my own hair, but... <laughs> You know, well, because there's there's a lot of people. I mean, there's oh yeah, they, they YouTube stuff. Yeah, and eventually they end up coming to me because they broke something. <laughs> right, right, oh, right. You know? Right. I mean, there's people that change their own oil. Yeah. But like, again, cars again made so complicated that that's why they got all the covers. That you open the hood and like, oh, where's this? Where's that? Yeah. So you don't touch it. Yeah. Mercedes, BMW come with no dipstick. Yeah. So, you, you know, so and everything's electronic now. You need a computer to know how much fluid you got in your car. Huh. So, I mean, it's not impossible because, you know, I'm fixing my refrigerator. Right. So, right. you know, I didn't have to call Zers. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, YouTube and Google, they, 
taking over. So yeah, I can't really say, oh no, you can't do it. Mm. Sometimes I use Google. You have to. Yeah. You know. All right. So if anyone wants to, you know, set up an appointment with you or take their car to you, what's your contact? What's how can they reach you? What's your phone number or address? My address is Forty One Cedar Lane in Morrisville, PA, one nine zero six seven. The shop phone number is two one five. Seven three six eight eight zero zero. I'm there from nine to seven, and from Monday to Saturday. Saturdays I leave early, like around three. Okay. And I do all types of repair, everything. All right. So you heard it, folks. Uh, we like to close things out with quotes, and the first one is by John Wooden. Things work out best for those who make the best out of how things work out. Uh, and the second one is by Steve Jobs. The only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. All right, Auto Mechanic. In this episode, we have special guest George Vasquez. We cover topics that range from repairing cars, inspections, customer service, tools, automobiles of the future, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Steve Jobs and John Wooden. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>